is it possible that these youths have watched the greatest movie of all time? Today on the show, my cousin, Vinny. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me Welcome to the greatest movie of all time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, Vinny Mack, Rick Barrasso. And I, your co-host, the big Vinny Boski. We're going to be joined this week by my brother, Anthony Barrasso, uh, to the show to help discuss the greatest movie of all time, decide which one is the greatest of them all. How are you boys doing today? Excellent. Good. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you back. We're, t- we're finishing up the Pesci Challenge today with my cousin Vinny, but let's take care of some business quickly. First, last week, we had an episode in Casino. Tremendous episode, as always. Check that one out or any of our library on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, whatever app you use. Subscribe, review if you can. It's extremely helpful for the show. And if you enjoyed it or if you have anything else you want us to cover, let us know on social media. We have the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook. We're at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. We're at Rick and Rick on Instagram. And you can always, always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. We would, of course, love to hear from you. And as our cousin Bruce Wayne would say, tell your friends about us. But now let's call up our lawyer relative to get us help get us out of a jam my cousin Vinny my cousin Vinny is a 1992 comedy directed by Jonathan Lynn it stars Joe Pesci as Vinny Gambini Ralph Macchio as Bill Gambini Marissa Tomei as Mona Lisa Vito and Fred Gwynn Herman Munster himself as Judge Chamberlain Holler Made $64.1 million in an $11 million budget. It's got a 7.6 on IMDb, an 86% in Rotten Tomatoes, and a 68% on Metacritic. Ebert. Almost right in the middle on this one. 2.5 out of 4 says it's the kind of movie that home video was invented for. Not worth the trip to the theater, but slam it in the VCR and you get your rentals worth. Robert, I like your opinions better when you're dead. Robert, isn't well? Oh, what's his first name? Roger. <laughs> That's how much I care about you, Robert. No, no, no. Roger Ebert's brother's name is Robert. Yeah, he's an he evil mustache yeah. Ebert. <laughs> Listen, Ebert. <laughs> Robert's like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> Fuck you, you. You know what I say to that, Derek? Thumbs down, buddy. Um, Michael Upchurch of the Seattle Times says the pacing is brisk and the energy of the performance is so palpable that even at its silliest and most contrived, the film is enjoyable. And for a negative one, Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly says, my cousin Vinny is the definition of obvious and it's way too long. Do films like this really need an hour's worth of setup? But Pesci and Tomei make a first-rate team. So, one question for both of you. Derek, you picked this one. I did. You did? 
Okay. You picked three Pesci's. You <laughs> made a list of 11 movies and three of them starred Joe Pesci. Well, I mean, uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> why, uh, why, have you, why did you pick this one? Well, we don't do a lot of comedies, and I feel like if we're going to, you, this one's a great one to do. I mean, come on. It's, it's, I've never met somebody who watched this and was like, just don't think it was funny. It's like, where the fucking planet are you from? It's a funny movie. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. No, no rhyme or reason really besides that. Sure. And Anthony, I gave you a full list of movies we're doing basically from now until Armageddon. And you wanted to hop on My Cousin Vinny. Why My Cousin Vinny? Well, I of the list of the movies you're you're doing in the you know the past couple of weeks and into the future, a lot of them I haven't seen yet. So I'm 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 excited to to watch those as I keep up with the podcast. And my cousin video is one that I've seen and really loved, also because I did and will likely trash Goodfellas again on the uh, next ranking. I, I need to like show that I do love Joe Pesci in the right role. Um, I just don't like that one particular movie. Um, and I also think this is a, this is like a, these type of movies are sort of not, they're like kind of extinct, like an original comedy with like a big, that's not like a small indie movie. Yeah, They don't yeah. like since like the mid aughts or so, they don't really make these anymore. Um, and so it's, it's like a lost underappreciated art. Yeah. A mid budget lightweight comedy that wins an acting Oscar. You do that's a, it's a, it's a unique piece of, uh, of movie history and, and right. stuff. That's not a, a reboot or a sequel. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk about what happens in the movie. Derek, we got to time a... it. We got to time it today. Cause unfortunately the, 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 there's no uh, real was, music in this. I was, that, I was that hoping works. you would choose the original song over the end credits that tells you the plot of the movie, which is another super eighties and nineties thing that this movie has. Yeah. No. <laughs> what about something off of Joe Pesci's first um, studio album? Well, I will say that the the song he I forget what it's called, but I listen to it quite often. It's like uh, he acts he, he's like singing about being a mafioso. It's like a hip hop thing. It's it's hilarious, but I'm not even going to go there right now. It's just it's too much for my brain to handle this early. This is this is early for me, by the way. All right, coming. Right, I've got you down. Three, two, one, go. Two teenagers from Brooklyn are arrested for murder while driving through Alabama. They call one of their cousins, Vinny, an inexperienced Goomba lawyer to represent them. Vinny brings his fiance, an equally brash New Yorker and car expert, Mona Lisa Vito. Despite initial difficulty with the legal process and good old boys surrounded by Vinny, along with Mona Lisa's automotive genius, prove the boys did not commit the murder. That's it. That's what happens in the movie. Caught me off guard. Okay, 20 seconds. Damn. All right. <laughs> All All right. right. So, yeah. Not much plot to the movie, really. Uh, it's just, and and not, I'm not saying that's a, that's a bad thing. Um, they just kind of like let. I, I, actually, weirdly similar to Casino last week, where it was just like, oh, just let them riff. But in this one, it was just like, oh, just let Pesci comedically riff instead of like dramatically with him and De Niro. Um, but let's talk about the the things that we do like about the movie as we do each week, we count down our top three scenes. Anthony, you're the guest. You go first. What's your number three favorite scene? Um, so this was, this was a hard, I think there's just, there's so many solid scenes throughout the movie. It was, it was hard for me to pick uh, three. 
Um, I did, I'll say that my number three is probably the uh, first scene with Vinny and the guy at the pool hall. Uh, you know, that sets up that whole sort of like B storyline of him trying to get the money back that uh, Mona Lisa had hustled from, from him. And that first scene where Vinny just undresses him just tears him down uh like he's just getting insulted constantly and like he doesn't even know it half the time it's that that actor does a really great job of just like taking all of that uh and just with kind of facial expressions like making it a really funny scene and and Pesci's just like a tier just yeah just killing it in this role so that scene specifically but that whole subplot I really love throughout the movie yeah Derek what do you have for uh, number three so I'm just going to mimic the same thing that Anthony said. This movie was very difficult. There's just right now, the three scenes I have listed, they could be shuffled tomorrow. They could be out tomorrow. It just depends on what I was feeling when I was writing this. But that scene literally was on my top three for like a day. And then I yeah. removed it because I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, my number three, I guess, is the uh, the prison scene where, you know, Vinny comes in and Sam thinks he's like going to rape him or have sex with him. And Vinny's like, well, it's not going to be me. It's going to be somebody else. And like the comedy, the shtick is so funny and they just play it off so well. And, you know, I think Joe Pesci in general, like I grew up watching him be a very violent person in movies. So like to see Joe Pesci super lighthearted in this movie is just like so amazing. Like he's a versatile actor. He really is. And I love, I just love it. I mean, it's just so quirky and fun. Um, and he's like, you know, let's just get it over with and all these things. It's just so great. I love it. Great scene. Yeah. So, so to echo a lot of what you guys were saying, um, this, it's tough to narrow down these scenes into just this one particular scene because really, and my, my, each of my top three scenes, quote unquote, are really like collections of scenes because it's, it's very like, it's like every everything is kind of like a vignette almost in this movie. Like that ties in. There's like an A plot, a B plot, a C plot, and it they all there's like three different threads going through the movie. So my number three sort of thread throughout the movie is the subplot where Vinny tries to collect the two hundred dollars from the you know from the country boy who tries to you know not pay up to Mona Lisa, and I think it's hilarious just like every time he just like outsmarts this guy and this guy shows up and thinks he's like yeah i fucking i got this i'm king shit uh and pesci just like just like okay yeah no just spread it out so it's not uh so i, I can see there's just not a 20 and a bunch of ones he's like <laughs> puts it in his pocket <laughs> yeah just walks away <laughs> okay and then as soon as pesci like actually needs the money he just fucking bodies him <laughs> just, yeah just like, how you doing <laughs> the, the physicality of that scene is so weird and so funny. Like, the, yeah, <laughs> that he like especially like Superman punches him. Like he, a, did, he just like, like jumps, Roman Reigns. He just jumps at his face. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but the, I, I love those scenes. They're all all made me laugh. So let's go to number two, Anthony. What's your uh, what's your number two favorite scene? Number two is the scene where we first see Vinny and Mona Lisa Vito and they pull up with, with mud in the tires and it really I think like sets up the tone of, of the movie and, and just places these two who in my opinion like drive the movie the, the performance of these two really drive the movie 
And this sort of introduces them to this like fish out of water. Um, they're the way that they're acting and reacting to the things like they're totally not adapting. They, they have, they have no sense of like, all right, when in Rome do as the Romans do, they are just totally them like Brooklyn selves just in a weird spot. Like Mona Lisa is asking for Chinese food. They're yeah. like, this guy comes up. He's like, Oh, you got mud in the tires. I'm like, no, that's not a thing. I know that's not a thing. I'm a mechanic. Um, it, it's, it's sort of small, but it, it, I think sets up everything really nicely. And it just made me laugh. And this is one of those things where, you know, I, I hate people from other countries are like, Oh, typical Americans. I hate that. Cause it's like, if you've been to America, do you know how vastly different America is across the world, across the country? Like I've been to the South and it's like, I'm in another world compared to up here and like the people are different they're they're slow moving and they talk slowly and we're up here going crazy f-bombs and stuff and then you go to the west and it's different out there and minnesota's got a different dialect it's like it's crazy and this seems perfect about that she's like you know asking about chinese food and he's like they probably don't have good chinese food down here it's just it's funny it's it really shows like how you know we don't eat grits up here it's crazy the country is vast and it's different it is is weird and like this is it's always interesting seeing movies from like the 80s and 90s where it's like the the scene where they get grits and they're like, what is, what the fuck is grits? It's just like that joke. Like, I feel like everyone knows what grits are. Like people, like it's, it's almost like the the jokes you get in movies that are like, ew, sushi, raw fish, gross. And it's just like how quickly that stuff is like, dates the movie i don't know it, it it depends though if you grew up in a brooklyn italian family you probably don't know what a grid is i mean you're I not like you've watched the food network for, for sure yeah but you don't i mean maybe maybe you caught it on a food network maybe if they're serving grits for some reason on the food network but your parents are not making you grits in your childhood and i think yeah it does date the movie but it, it's in 1992 i think a lot of people who grew up in brooklyn didn't know what a grit was probably, until yeah. they watched this movie that's yeah no i i, I agree yeah. that's it's it's um, it's funny because like I, I I bet there are people watching it who grew up in Alabama that were like he's the fish out like he's the weird one and like we're yeah. watching it and they're like wow what a normal guy going to this backwards ass place right yeah and, the, and the, this didn't make my top scenes but I, that is my maybe favorite bit in the whole movie is the I guess we'll go with the breakfast <laughs> yeah 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 breakfast, yeah. Lunch and breakfast. yeah. <laughs> Two breakfasts. They look at it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and that's and, and that's I think what works in this movie so well are the beats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think we all know that like comedy really is timing. Yeah. And just the the beats in this movie are just spot on. So Derek, what's your uh, what's your number two? Two Utes, I think, is my number two. I mean, I when I think of this movie, I think of two scenes, and that's one of them. And I, I don't know what it is about it, but like, it's just so good. Like, I, I, I think in my own life, like, I don't, I don't necessarily sound like a goomba. Like, usually, I try to pronounce my R's, and you know, my last name is Smith, but I'm very Italian. My family's very Fucking Italian. Smith but, over here, Jesus. Smith over here. I know it's, uh, but when I'm trying to talk intelligently i try to do my best to you know avoid any of those things that are you know embedded in society about italians but once in a while i do find myself saying something like that or like i'm not pronouncing something right like for for one thing um you know when you're going through when you're going around a rotary for instance and you have the right of way 
I say, oh, yeah, we got the right away. The right away. It's like one word. And I yeah. noticed that. I'm like, I'm like, it's so funny. I've never heard anybody say, wait a minute. I have the right of way. I feel like it the just sounds weird to me. rotary is that as well. Rotary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like but when he what says. You, what you might, so you might be listening not from the Northeast. A rotary is a roundabout. It is a traffic circle. Um, yeah. We call them rotaries up here. Yeah, but when he says Utes, like immediately I know what he's talking about because that's just how we say things up here, like fastly and whatever. But I, I love the back and forth. It, it, it actually slows down because he's like, "What is a Ute?" No, but even before that, he's like, "What was that word?" Yeah, and he's like, "He's like what?" He's like two Utes, and you know, it, just the beat, the stop. Oh, sarcastically, I'm sorry, two youths. To hear Joe Pesci say youths is even funnier than him saying Utes because it sounds unnatural for Joe Pesci to say the word correctly. <laughs> oh, it's well, so and, good, and it's, and it's exactly what Ricky was saying. Is in that scene, both characters think the other one is wrong, right? And weird, and, it, and they're so convinced of it. Yeah, and 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 Fred Gwynn. I mean, he's just so perfect. Like he's the, you know, I guess the straight guy, but he's so funny and how he's so confused. Um, it's just the perfect casting, I think. Yeah. My number two scene, again, sort of collection of scenes is the all sort of like the Vinny and Mona Lisa bickering scenes. You know, we're, we're certainly going to talk about it, but Marissa Tomei wins the Best Supporting Actress Oscar for this. And it's just she like their banter back and forth is the like one of the highlights of the movie every time that they're just like sniping at each other. It's, it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, so let's go to number one, Anthony, what do you have? Yeah. My, related to that. My number one is when Mona Lisa is on the witness stand uh, that, you know, that ends kind of the kind of big like conclusion of the movie basically. And when she realizes that Vinny noticed the tire tracks and like her like being hostile witness everything like from that from that original that that first part of that scene where he like grabs her at the phone and she's just not cooperating at all like there's there's like a child's life is at stake and she's (laughs) like no I'm not doing this for you like uh like cannot be bothered and when, when to go from there to the end where she's like now on his side and and Vinny is just like yucking it up just knowing that he won uh and and he's just so so happy about it and it's like oh yeah and she's cute too right uh and the, the, <laughs> the lawyer's like yes oh, very oh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that whole it's so good and it's just, oh, i think that scene is like why Marissa Tomei win, wins an oscar like oh sure just, crushes it. It, it that's their um their back and forth always reminds me like well it actually reminds me of a movie that we've we've done recently a bronx tale the scene where it's just like the call of the italian american man get in the fucking car yeah yeah <laughs> it's like that's their, that's their entire fucking relationship that could be them in that right. scene exactly um, so, Derek, what's your uh, what's your number two or number one? Excuse me. Uh, my number one, I think, at this point, is "Imagine You're a Deer." I, I think that monologue is just comes out of nowhere, and it's not even it, she delivers it great. But even just Joe Pesci's reaction when she says the word "bam," his face is like shocked, like "What the hell?" And it's so great because that is seriously so funny. Like Joe Pesci's like, "Do you think these pants look good?" And she's just like, you're going hunting. Like, are you kidding me? I'm just, I, I kind of wish there was a scene. I bet there is a deleted scene of Joe Pesci showing up in, like in fucking weather to go hunting. Right, right. And just like, how fucking ridiculous that is. The fact that she has to tell him, like, 
after you blow the deer's head off, do you think he's going to care what pants you're wearing? Like, <laughs> such a great little little scene of, of dialogue there. And uh, um, it, it kind of ties into, like, I just love their like their arguments. Like, one of them is just yelling at the other one, like, at the end of the movie when she's showing him a bunch of pictures. And he's like, you blew it out of the water, a picture of me in the shower. Like, this is going to blow the whole case open. Like, they're so, they're so, like, not rotten to each other, but they're just so, like, abrupt yeah. the relationship but that's i guess the new york way like you said get in the fucking car like that is a thing like with these like brooklyn type people i love it but they do even though they're arguing a lot they do include scenes in lines that show them sort of like supporting each other specifically yeah. not yeah. supporting Vinny and like like that uh oh the the final like scene like that like her on the stand is basically a fucking sex game for them like that's oh yeah they like literally they have the thing where they like argue over the faucet and leaves them having sex. That's what they're doing. They're like right. getting ready to fuck on the floor of that courtroom. Right. I was I was thinking more of like the uh when Vinny's like, you know what, I'm really a scared. And Bonalisa <laughs> like comforts him in that moment. And uh so they have that like really like the a relationship where they really get each other and they can lay into each other like that, uh, but also have that like softness and tenderness when when they one one of them needs it yep no i i also love just to, to shout out in particular with them the 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 fucking stomp 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 of your fucking biological clock uh, <laughs> hey yep yep um yeah so my uh my number one scene is like again it's a collection of scenes it's all the fucking courtroom shenanigans uh of like he shows up in like consistently gets held in contempt and just like befuddles uh fred gwynn and like shows up in the prom suit and then like again the whole thing at the end with uh with marissa tomei is just hilarious every time like this whole uh you know dynamic in the courtroom with uh you know lane smith that's just like he's such a great like like smarmy villain that like he's you know, you may you guys may know him as the villain in the first Mighty Ducks movie, the evil coach of yep. the Hawks, and he like he really doesn't necessarily do anything bad in this movie, but he like he he just is so smarmy, just naturally you're like fuck this guy, identical. Um, what's that? When he's like identical, he slaps his hands. That's like the best. That's like like the best moment in the entire movie when he when he does that. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. And yeah, he just knows how to talk to the uh, to the jury and everything because he's he's from there. Um, But yeah, just like that dynamic with him and with Vinny and with like yeah the the stuttering uh, public defender and the you know uh, uh, Fred Gwynn and then you have Mona Lisa show up at the end and just like such a such a, a fun scene yeah uh so that's what we liked about it let's get to our least favorite parts i'm going to start this one because there is no city in no state in no country on no planet in no solar system in no galaxy in no universe in no multiverse that a 27 year old marissa tomei dates a 49-year-old Joe Pesci. It, it's so funny because right now, Joe Pesci is like an 80-year-old old man and Marissa yeah. Tomei is still a beautiful woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just imagine Joe Pesci in The Irishman dating 
uh, dating Marissa Tomei in Spider-Man. Yeah. Just it doesn't it doesn't work. And it, you know what? Like the charming actor Joe Pesci. I, sh- I should I should rephrase. There is no way twenty-seven-year-old Mona Lisa Vito dates forty-nine-year-old Vincent Gambini. Like yeah. Joe Pesci, the like charming, rich, like all-around, seemingly great guy actor, probably probably could have dated the younger woman at this point. Probably was. But these characters, like, assuming they're the same age as the actors they're playing them, it just does it just does not make sense. I'll I'll say this though. I think Mona Lisa is like she needs someone who's gonna match her intellectually. And I think that it's kind of hard, na- hard naturally to find. she went to the guy who failed the bar five times. Right, but you know what I mean? Like like match matches her intellectually in the same way that she is is very, very smart. You know? They are they are like a fitting pair. I, I agree with you to an extent, but I don't know, they work. The characters work. They're yeah, I, I, I kinda have to jump on that too and just say that like I can see them getting together because like Joe Pesci, he, he comes off as a certain guy, but he is a good looking guy. He's got, he's got, you know, he's got a good thing going. It, it seems to me that like in Brooklyn, you know, maybe he like knew the family or whatever. And she just caught his eye. And like, 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 like Anthony said, intellectually, they just match each other perfectly. Like maybe she was dating guys her age, but they were all fucking stupid Italian goomba type guys. And then she meets, you know, Vincent Gambini, who's like, he's, he's, who's not he, a stupid well, she, guy. You know, he is, but he's, He's not stupid, you know what I mean. He is a smart guy. He 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 does get you know he has intelligence, and I, maybe that's what she likes about him. But I don't. I also don't know if the movie wants you to know that he's forty nine in real life. I think oh, his they, wig in this is is fucking one A of like the I mean, shitty com- things in this movie. Com- come on, Joe Joe Pesci has a, a a bad wig in every movie. A- but um, yeah, I, I just I, I feel like it it makes sense to me. So I, I don't know if it's the worst thing, but I, I get what you're saying. All right, Anthony, do you have a uh, a least favorite part? No, I didn't actually. I like it's just a really solid movie, and of course, it's like a comedy of the '90s, so there's going to be a few cringy points. But yeah. it's overall, it's like it holds up. Um, yeah, I didn't. Nothing like really stands out to me that that's like negative about this movie. Derek, I agree with Anthony. I do not have anything for this for this for for worst. I think it it sets out what it wants to do, and you know, there's no there's no leaks in this movie where I'm like, ah, they could have done something different there. Uh, I guess the only weird thing, and this isn't even weird. It's just I guess this could have been more miscellaneous. Is like Ralph Macchio and the other guy, uh, they're like the main characters, but they're not, and it's very odd yeah. the way they do that and set that up. But like Ralph Macchio is a big name at this point, but yeah. he's not really a big character. Ralph, it's funny. Ralph Macchio's mustache at the beginning of the movie definitely uh, definitely one of the worst things. Um, the yeah, I, I actually don't like them in this. Uh, they're like the, the friend is just like the ultimate, like you could stick that character in like eight, any like 80s and 90s, early 90s comedy. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it, who auditioned for that role? Who's that? Will Smith. That would have been better for 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 for, for Rothstein or whatever his name is. He, yes, Will Smith, he, yeah. he would have made a great Rothstein, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Will Smith, uh, Jew- Jewish extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, no, he's uh, no. Will Smith would have been better because at least he's like fucking charming, and he's not like <laughs> you know. It's the, yeah, he's basically the fucking neighbor on Three's Company. This character, right? Uh, like that's it's the same fucking archetype. Um, I think that's what you want. I don't think you want someone who's like charming and smooth and likable as, as that character. Though I think he's supposed to be like the kind of annoying friend 
who's yep. just making things worse. Yeah, you don't want to take anything away from really Joe Pesci or Marissa Tomei's performances. So th- there's a couple here and there. Like we didn't really talk about the character of John Gibbons too much, but like he steals his scene. You know, he's so funny in his scene. But you know, maybe you do want that dry best, the the dry friend who's just kind of snarky. All right, so let's uh, let's go to. Med- I'd be shocked if the friend meddled for any of us. Um, but let's uh, <laughs> let's go, Derek. Let's start with you this time. What do you have for your bronze medal? I went with Fred Gwynn. Uh, I think he was just perfect as the judge. Um, I like his timing and the way he delivers lines. He's got quite the voice. He's very deep voice and he's just a pleasure to watch on screen. Sadly enough, I think this was his last film before he passed. Uh, obviously I think that a lot of people know him from the monsters, which he was so great. in. um, I guess these are the two things that I really know him for, but, that and, um, and, uh, pet cemetery as well. Pet cemetery. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, he just plays off Joe Pesci so well. And, and, you know, on paper, if you say Joe Pesci and Fred Gwynn, I'm like, you're talking chocolate, milk and wine. Yeah. But but uh, they, they just their chemistry on, on screen is just fantastic. And uh, I think he deserves a mention. So he gets my bronze. Anthony, who do you have bronze? Yeah, I, I also had Fred Gwynn. Um, he's really good. He's really funny. He there are like I, I feel like there are some subtleties in the performance, too, like that scene where he and Vinny first meet and they're both sort of like posturing and you can tell that both of them are very insecure about like he, he Fred Gwynn's character is very much like, Hey, Alabama, even though it's a small town, like we uphold the law and this is a serious place. And like Vinny is like, like thinking that Vinny is some big shot lawyer that's yeah. come to, and then Vinny is feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing here at all, yeah. uh, but I need to like present, like I'm, I'm competent here. Um, and, and throughout that that movie, I think he walks that line of, even though he's, you know, maybe like Trotter is the villain, if there is a villain, he, he's got to be one of the main antagonists here. Yeah. He still comes off as very uh, likable. Uh, and he's, it's just very, yeah, yeah. he just does a really great job and yeah. plays off of Pesci so well. Yeah. Just, the he's, physicality of them both is like, yeah. so good. Well, the physicality of Fred Gwynn with him, he's my bronze medal as well. We're yeah. just like this big fucking goofy Frankenstein guy. Like, he's, you know, it's, um, he's, yeah, you, you never in this performance go like, despite the fact that he's getting like the, you know, the, the sensible hero of the movie, like thrown in jail multiple times. You're never like, oh, what an asshole this judge is. It's just like, well, yeah, it's just like they're coming from two totally different places. And that's a that's a tough tightrope to walk. And I think he he really does it well. So, Derek, who's your silver? Man, this was tough. I think we both know that all of us know that like what we're juggling here. Yeah. Um, I'm with Marissa Tomei just by a hair. Honestly, um, it just it, it just what are you going to do? It's just whatever day you land on. Um She's she's fantastic. I mean, she deserves the Academy Award here. Everything she says, the delivery of her lines, her dialect, just like Anthony, you mentioned that scene earlier where like she's so upset with Vinny and she's on the stand and like when she's just like, no, no, I hate him. Like just little lines like that were just like, I know my family is like that. We say that to each other. Like, no, I hate you. I didn't even want to see. It's so (laughs) melodramatic and like overly dramatic and stuff. And she's she's fantastic i mean i don't even know what else we can possibly say you guys could probably say more but she's the best she's she's so good she she probably should have gotten gold on any other day for me but i just happened to land the way they land sure anthony there you go yeah i i flipped it i have pesci as the silver i mean what, what can you say he just he kills it in every single scene um 
the the only reason that I decided to swap them swap them is because Pesci was like kind of already established, and this is Tomei's like first real notable role. So I think it was it was better for her career than it was Pesci's. But they, I mean, as far as forces in this movie, they're totally like totally in, in a very good movie with a lot of great like uh, cameos and 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 smaller roles. They are still leagues ahead of of everyone, and it's just so great um, in every scene that they're in. Sure, I went uh, I went Pesci for my silver as well, but it, like similar to what Derek said, it's like razor thin, um, you know, as to who's who's better in this. Uh, you know, Pesci comes in and like, you know, we talked about you know, these two youths, and you know, it's it's again, it's in a in a lesser movie like you could be like, oh, he's the asshole or he's like too, you know, saccharine or whatever. Like it's, it doesn't, he, he, he walks that line. He's funny. Like he has the, like the weird physicality, like we talked about where he like jumps at the guy's face. It, I, I love in that, that first scene when he's just like, he sees the guy in the neck brace and he's like, Hey, what, what you, accident? And he's just <laughs> like, he's just a fucking ambulance chaser. It's, it's great. Uh, but yeah, Pesci's great. Derek, I assume. Uh, Al Pacino is your gold medal winner. Al Pacino, you know, Al Pacino, you know, in this movie specifically, I think that as the old lady who can't see, Pacino kills this. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's time. Pacino's for a like new <laughs> prescription. I think it's time for better glasses. Um, honestly, though, uh, Joe Pesci wins this for me as the gold, just because. I think when you're following his career, I mean, the first notable movie for Joe Pesci is probably Raging Bull. And he's fantastic as De Niro's brother in that. And you sort of watch these movies, you see Goodfellas, he's like this complete psychopath. But in Goodfellas, you can start you start to see in a lot of scenes, he's hilarious. He's telling stories and everybody's laughing around him. And you're like, yeah, this guy's a psychopath, but he's pretty funny. And I wonder if, you know, I don't know if it was Joe Pesci who decided this or director was like, I think you should be in this comedy. But Joe Pesci, like he goes from a psychopath to this like just great comedy actor in this movie. And he's coming off of like sort of slapsticky Home Alone and then Psychopath Goodfellas. But both of those movies, like you can see the comedic brilliance in him. And then my cousin Vinny's the perfect next thing for him because now he's showing his versatility and how funny he really can be. And like, honestly, he doesn't miss in this movie. Everything he does is just spot on timing, the way he delivers lines. You know, you were serious about that. Like everything that he does is not like, oh, he could have did that better. Every take was great. So the same thing with Marissa Tomei, obviously. But again, it was a, it was by a hair. Yep. So Anthony? Yeah. Tomei gets my gold. I, I think this is like a historically great comedic performance. Like I off the top of my head, I can't think of a, a comedic actress performance that is definitely better than this one like every note every like her her dialect every line she delivers is so on point um her the way she like looks and carries herself in this movie is so funny and the way she plays off of pesci and then in her her final her court big courtroom scene that little interaction with her and 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 the judge of like and oh, in, in what way does this qualify you to like comment on this case? It doesn't. Thank you. And just like get up and leave. Oh, it's just it's so good. I can't uh, talk enough about how good Marissa Tomei is in this movie. Yeah, uh, Marissa Tomei gets my gold as well. She fucking wins an Oscar for this yeah. for a comedy that is extremely rare to even be nominated, let alone win for a, a movie in this genre, especially 
playing a role like this. As but an unknown actress, yes, basically. And she's so good; she's fucking undeniable in this role. So she gets uh, she gets the gold. And to go up with Pesci, who's like I said, established at this time. Yeah, and and you know, just like in, fearless in Pe- that performance. Pesci in like established in like critical hits with the you know with the you know Raging Bull and 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 Goodfellas. Uh, it's good, Goodfellas is out at this point, right? Uh, yeah, Goodfellas was the year before. Yeah, so like, but also like in a blockbuster method, like he's in those Home Alone movies, mm-hmm. and they're like massive, massive hits. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you can't, yeah, you, you cannot say enough good things when there's Tomei in this. So let's go to, uh, let's go to recasting. So I have got, I've got Vinny, I've got Mona Lisa, and I've got the judge. I have those three, and I also have Trotter and John Gibbons. Okay. I have, I have Vinny, Mona Lisa, the judge, I have Trotter, and I have Bill, Ralph Macchio's character. Okay. So let's go, Derek, you have Gibbons? Yep. I went with Bill Hader for John Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's, he's, he's an A-plus comedic actor. I think he can do anything. Um, and I was just thinking, like, maybe, like, somebody like Steve Carell could have done this or whatever. Or who, who could just come in, do this one scene, and just knock it out of the park? And I just kept thinking of Bill Hader sitting down, slapping his leg, and going, oh, he is a tough one. Uh, or, she, you know, uh, whatever. And I just, like, oh, Bill Hader's smile and the way he's so goofy. I just thought that was a good choice. So that went with Bill Hader. Yeah, I love him. He's so good. Um, for, for Bill, Bill, I had another SNL alum. Uh, Pete Davidson. He's an Italian American guy, and I can just see him kind of doing things in the background. Like he doesn't have to have a, a huge role, like same sort of role as Ralph Macchio here. He's someone who someone from like a hick town in Alabama will look at and be like, You've committed a crime. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's 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 good in, in stuff I've seen him in, big adolescent and or big time adolescent and uh King of Staten Island. Uh I think he's a really he's really good for that role. I'd like to see him in this movie. I could definitely picture him explaining to his friend about like Vinny and the magician. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the I problem see is that, he'd absolutely. just start, he'd just start dating every woman in the cast. So that's a, that's a real problem. Right. Yeah. He would steal Mona Lisa from Vinny. Yeah. There'd have to be a weird sequel. Where yeah. And every, everyone would be like, how did this happen? What is and going then, on? And then Vinny, and then Vinny makes a music video where he like kills him in it. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you guys then had uh, the Trotter as well. So Derek, who do you have? Um, I I went through a few different actors for this. Uh, my runner-ups were Michael McKeon, um, who we know in Better Call Saul is fantastic. Uh, J.K. Simmons. He's just a lawyer now. And yeah, J.K. <laughs> Simmons was another choice, but I actually went with Walton Goggins. Oh, you son of a bitch. I have him for the judge. I have him for the judge? Yeah. yeah, he's just so like, oh man, he's so unlikable, but likable at the same time. You yeah. you want him to be unlikable. And I was explaining to Gia, I was like, oh, I picked Walton Goggins, and she's like, wait, who? And I was like, you know, in The Hateful Eight. The Hateful yeah. Eight, when he's, when he's like, no, 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 we're talking politics. Yeah. Like the way he says things is just so annoying, but yeah, he's he's the man. I did. I love Goggins. Yeah. Um, I I went. Yeah, I ended up going with Kyle Chandler for Trotter. Okay, who's yeah. probably best well known for um, like that's, the that's interesting because I feel like you really do want to like him. Yeah, he he doesn't do anything like explicitly bad. Yeah, he's but he does, and Kyle Chandler can play and look that kind of smarmy. 
yeah. think he was sort of that, like he was in um, Wolf of Wall Street, and I was trying yep, to remember yeah. what his character was. But I think he was, he was the sort FBI of, agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I could see him. I, I, he's a great actor. Everything I've seen him in, he's very, very good, and I think he could pull that off. And um, yeah, I liked I liked him for that role. All right, so uh, let's go to the, let's go to the judge. Like, like I said, I had Walton Goggins for that. Uh, I think it's. I, I, I went a bit of a different direction with my Vinny and my Mona Lisa, but I could, I could definitely see him playing off my, uh, you know, my, my casting for, uh, for those as well. But yeah, he, that's a guy who I actually, I do want to like, and, but he is like, I need, you need someone like Southern for that role. So Derek, do you have for the judge? I actually went with the original offer, the, the actor who they originally offered that role. And he's definitely too old, but I still want to see him play it. And that's Christopher Lloyd. He was the original judge. And I could just picture him being like, Mr. Gambini, like in his little Christopher Lloyd voice. And, uh, what did you know, judge do? Yeah, that's he's true. Like, he's he's going to get, yeah, he's going to come in. He's like, his Ralph eyes Macho, are going yeah, to play. Dip. Right, right. Um, Vinny, did the cop who gave you the parking t- ticket have eyes like this? Yeah, well, like, Mike Vinny is in the Roger Rabbit cinematic universe, the RRCU. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm sorry, what is a ute? Like, I, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen how that would did have you, played off. So, Did you drive away from that convenience store at 88 miles per hour? For my judge... <laughs> I so I wanted someone who had that like deep like like low talking southern drawl uh like an older guy um someone that you would recognize I think Fred Burton was probably pretty recognizable by the time he did yeah. this uh, I went with Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> uh, he's, he's got I, that face and he's, yeah. he can be he can be like even though very like like low talking and so he can be very like intimidating in the same way that Fred Grit Quinn is in this role. And he just the just like the same sort of like deadpan look he can give as Fred Gwynn. I was I was excited about that one. I don't know if we've talked about this on the on the show before. We might have. It's just the story of when Tommy Lee Jones uh met Jim Carrey for the first time and they were working on Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. And he just he pulls in Jim Carrey close and he says to him, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the judge that would be like, he'd pull in, he'd pull in Vinny close and he'd be like, Mr. Gambini, I will not sanction your buffoonery in my courtroom. Yeah. So where, where do we want to go next? We're going to Vinny or we're going to Mona Lisa. I think there's a chance we all have the same Mona Lisa. I doubt it. I okay. think it's a good. Ch- I think it's a good chance. I, I think there's a, there was there was an obvious one here for me. Yeah. Okay, so you guys go first because my it seems like probably my Vinny and Mona Lisa are very different than yours. So Derek, who do you have for Mona Lisa? Uh, Margot Robbie is my Mona Lisa. Yeah. I thought I thought she was an obvious choice, and actually last week when we did Casino, I thought she was an obvious choice for Ginger, but I didn't go with her. But um, I'm trying to think of somebody, and I'm getting the Wolf of Wall Street. The accent, the way she acts, it just feels like it would be a very seamless performance for her for this. So, okay. yeah. I, I thought about Margot Robbie, but I really wanted to go Italian-American. Uh, I went with Lady Gaga. Mm, she, I like she's it. Just, she just played that sort of like fiery Italian woman in like House of Gucci. Yeah, I thought she was like a really good fit for this role. I like that. I'm going to hold off on mine because my Vinny and Mona Lisa are kind of like a pair. So I'm going to, I'll let you guys do Vinny and then I'm going to go, I'll, I'll, I'll say mine afterwards. So uh, Derek, who's your, uh, who's your Vinny? 
You might need your phones for this one because he's not a household name. Okay. But he is known for The Sopranos. He plays a character in The Sopranos. And he's also a very good Broadway star. He was in the Newsies, the movie. He looks like young Joe Pesci. His name is Max Casella. Uh, he has the same accent as Joe Pesci. If you look him up, he literally looks like he's like a Joe Pesci's kid or something. Been in The Sopranos, he very much reminds me of like a Vinny type you know, short in stature, he's kind of tough, but he's kind of funny too. So I had a hard time finding like a Hollywood star to 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 really fill Joe Pesci's shoes in this movie. So he's my he's my choice. Sure, absolutely, Anthony. Who do you get? Yeah, this was really hard because like, how do you recast Joe Pesci? Yeah. Uh, and again, I really wanted to keep it like an Italian American actor, and so I got someone who I think can get the kind of like fiery Brooklynness of Vinny here, uh, although he doesn't have the same. He's not like short and stout, which is really what I what I wanted. But I went with Bobby Cannavale, who's like a just a great actor yeah. and everything I've seen him in. Yeah, and I, I I've seen him do a little comedy and obviously like very good in dramatic roles. And I think like him and Lady Gaga are are, are pretty solid Vinny and Mona Lisa pair. Yeah. The good thing about Cannavale is that he kind of looks like he has a dumb face. Which, which, like, he has that sort of like, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. Like, he has that face that's perfect for a role like this, where he's just kind of like plays that, like, I don't know where I am. So that would be great. Yeah. So I did not go Italian um, because I think the, the 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 thrust of these characters is the fish out of water element. Uh, so my Vinny is Kevin Hart, and my Mona Lisa is Tiffany Haddish. Hmm. Okay. I do like Tiffany Haddish as Mona Lisa. I don't know if I can see Kevin Hart being Vinny. Yeah. I, I see. I think he comes in with the, especially the scenes in the courtroom bouncing off Walton Goggins. Uh, just that like fast talking energy. I, I think, I think it would work. And I think if you're, yeah, if you're not going for the Italian thing and you want basically characters to bounce off each other, yeah, I think Kevin Hart and Walter Goggins are like from two different worlds, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I see what you're saying that you need somebody fast talking like that. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Hart is definitely that person, but it would definitely be a different movie if it it's, wasn't yes, like yeah. very very different movie. And also, there's like the Goomba stereotype. It you don't see it as much now, like as you as you would like if you think. All right. If if I'm going to pitch a movie and be like, this is a movie about two kids who were arrested for something they didn't do. In your head, they're probably black, or Pete Davidson, or Pete Davidson, yes, or like covered in tattoos, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's that's sort of what where I was at. I, I will say though, I think that I, sorry to interrupt you. I think the, I think the charm of the movie is that Brooklyn Italian American against the South is the charm so if you take that away what does kevin hart have all he has is i'm not from here and is that enough yes because i think the jokes are i'm not from here like that's when you when you boil it down that's what the jokes are even if it's different trapping but like you know you you miss out on those like utes you miss out on those things because that's a very italian thing to do you could put you could put in different slang that's the thing like it's not like the the joke is not the word utes the the joke is like He's saying a word that the judge doesn't understand. I, I think what doesn't work as well is in, I think there's a chance that those characters have never seen an Italian person before in their whole lives. Like, right. the, the characters in the small town of Alabama have seen black people. And they actually, I actually noted there were a lot of like the yeah. background actors were, were black. 
Um, and obviously it's, it's different and they come from a different culture if they're living in the Northeast. Um, but I do think you lose it a little bit. I, I, I thought maybe when I was having trouble finding a, a Vinny, I thought maybe going like a Latino actor or something like that, Latino actor and actress pair. Um, I think that, yeah. that might work. Can we note, can we just note for this episode how much me and Anthony have agreed on things? Yeah. <laughs> so who would you recast as Simba? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that's recasting. Uh, do either of you guys have any miscellaneous? I did have, uh, I just, like a quick Wikipedia, I was surprised to find that lawyers love this movie. Not just because it's funny, but because it, it is apparently pretty accurate in terms of like courtroom movies. Uh, there, there are like multiple accounts of lawyers being like, yeah, like I show my cousin Vinny to my law students so they can get an idea for um, like how to show an expert witness in a courtroom or something. There, there are aspects of this movie that are, are really good for demonstrating kind of courtroom stuff here's here's what not to do watch Vinny's perform watch Vinny's performance <laughs> in the courtroom right no but like like procedure like and, and Vinny's character talks about that it's like how he's trying to learn that procedure so I thought that was interesting how they actually they did a pretty good job of like going true to form that's another great scene and I know it was just part of your like whole thing Rick of like the, all the courtroom scenes but when he just can't figure out guilty not guilty yeah <laughs> like that scene is tremendous i think i get the point i don't think you do <laughs> derek do you have any miscellaneous not really um i just i remember seeing that joe pesci brought his uh, academy award uh from goodfellas onto the set do you think he went to mr tomei and was like hey you never get one of these huh not for this yeah movie. i mean maybe <laughs> Man, yeah but uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it um, for miscellaneous. There's there's not a whole lot here that I that I have to say. So everything is just in the movie that I wanted to talk about. So yeah. So let's go to the Oscars. Uh, Oscars took place in the year 1993 for movies from 1992, and this movie does win a big one. It wins Best Supporting Actress. So let's talk about the major categories here best picture this year is won by unforgiven uh other nominees are the crying game a few good men howard's end and scent of a woman oh so okay so we know who won best actor that year oh we're getting quite a bit of pacino in these uh in these uh <laughs> in this this segment here yeah um so I, I feel Unforgiven is, is, a, is a pretty clear winner of those five. I've, I've not seen Howard's End, so I can't really speak to that one. It seems very Oscar-y. Anyone want to make a case for My Cousin Vinny to be nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, I, I actually certainly. I actually do think that there's a case for it. I think that just Marissa Tomei's uh, Oscar win alone just shows you that like this was – you know, this comedy was more than just a comedy. It just, it just did so many things right um, with storytelling and uh, characterization and just everything. So I, I think, you know, I'll make a case since we haven't seen Howard's, Howard's End that I think my cousin Vinny maybe should be nominated. It's just kind of like, hey, guys, comedies do things, too. So you're saying this is the end for Howard's End? I Absolutely. I mean, it's just my opinion. All right. Um, I haven't seen any of these movies, but I, I mean, yeah, on the surface, like my cousin Vinny's great. Like I would love it if my cousin Vinny was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, also, I will say that there is a specific 
comparison between Mike Cassavini and a few good men in terms of like the courtroom scenes. Mike Cassavini more accurate. Mm. Mm. So something to think about. All right. So do you, yeah. so I feel like if you put Pesci in John Tom Cruise's role in a few good men, it's probably better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want the truth. So best director uh, is won by Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven. Uh, other nominees are Neil Jordan for The Crying Game, James Ivory for Howard's End, Robert Altman uh, for The Player, and Martin Brest for the, for Ascent of a Woman. I don't think Jonathan Lynn gets a nom here, but I think he's an unspoken hero that we haven't mentioned. Um, I actually think the strength of this movie is in the performances almost exclusively. I don't think there's anything special about the direction here. I mean, as, as far I mean, you know, when you're doing a comedy, though, I think that you know, as a director, I think you do have to make sure the timing is there and like sure. reshoot things to make sure you get that perfect moment. And if that is the case, and he did a great job getting those moments on camera, I thought there's some really nice shots in this movie, like when in that when the tire scene when they pull up and they like the way it it kind of the camera's at like the level of the front bumper and. Uh, it just rolls in and you can see the, the whole scenery. I think there were a few nice shots. I, I agree. It's not like best director yeah. worthy. Um, it's fine. It's, it's, it's serviceable. Job. It's, it's yeah. service. Like this, it's not, I agree. It's, it's, it's not bad direction. It's just not great. So best actor, of course. <laughs> it's me. Hua Al Pacino wins for scent of a woman. I play a blind man who is also a lawyer, big lawyer year. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is nominated uh, in Chaplin, Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven, Stephen Ree in The Crying Game, and Denzel Washington in Malcolm X. Um, I mean, I think think you can bounce um, the fourth one you mentioned, because I don't know who that is. I think you can put Joe Pesci in there, honestly. Okay. I I think... He doesn't so win, this, but this, I think he gets a nom. This category this year is a fucking Shark Tank. Like it is, it is a Shark Tank. Um, I I actually like Pacino's very good in Son of a Woman, but he's like he's turned all the way up, and it's to the point where it kind of like the the like cartoonish Pacino impression we do is basically Son of a Woman Pacino, yeah, uh, but just more crazy. And I, I feel like Denzel, I, I feel like should win it for that year. I actually don't even think that's Pacino's best performance. That year. I was going to say that Denzel's great and everything, but Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is Chaplin. I mean, yeah. I think I think it should, should oh, yeah. win that year, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it is. It's tough. Eastwood, Eastwood's incredible as well, and, and Unforgiven. Like it's it's a, it's a tough category. I again haven't seen a lot of these movies, but I, I, in general, I think comedic performances are totally underrated. It's so hard to make someone laugh. Yeah. Um, and Pesci does in every single scene. And it's not just, it's, it is, it's not just a comedic performance, right? There are softer scenes where you like feel for this character as a person and for what he did with, wasn't like a, a big fancy script, right? It was a pretty kind of like straightforward thing. And like yeah. you said, the reason why this is so good is because of the performances. Yeah. I think Pesci des- deserves to, to get some recognition for this. Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's throw him in there. Let's, I mean, unfortunately he's, he's, he's in fifth place from these performances, but that's not a slight on him. It's just a great performance this year. Best supporting actor. Is there anybody? Maybe Fred Gwynn. Yeah, I think Fred, Fred Gwynn would Especially be the... because it was his yeah. last, last role. Sure. The, you know, the Oscars love that. So Gene Hackman wins for Unforgiven. 
Jay Davidson nominated for the crying game, Jack Nicholson in a few good men, David Pamer in Mr. Saturday night. And in his, my opinion, best performance of the year, Al Pacino in Glengarry Glenn Ross. Woo. Nominated twice. Yeah. Big year for Pacino. Yes. You you, you just cost me. Big year. My name is Paul Roma. You you just cost me $5,000. My name is Richard Roma. Richard Roma. Paul Roma is a wrestler. Paul Roma, the wrestler. You just cost him $5,000. You just cost me $6,000. So I don't think Fred Gwynn gets nominated. I think that I think and I think with Joe Pesci and, and Marisa Tomei, you, you make your point of like, OK, there's yeah. two actors from a comedy. Fred Gwynn is great. I think if anybody would be nominated, it would be him. But I still don't think his performance is enough to be nominated for Academy Award. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Best Supporting Actress, of course, is won by Marissa Tomei in a big surprise because other nominees. So I've actually not seen any of these other movies. It's one of those weird years where the acting nominees are not really coming from the Best Picture nominees for the most part. Honestly, weird that Glengarry Glenn Ross wasn't nominated for Best Picture, now that I'm thinking about it anyway. Uh, but let's uh let's go through what, so what are the what are, yeah, what are the noms so judy davis in husband and wives joan plowright i think i think plowright in enchanted april vanessa redgrave in howard's end and miranda richardson in damage so yeah. v- very much like classically trained actresses um yeah, joan, joan plowright's great in everything i've seen her in but i haven't seen that one if yeah if you look at these categories it's like or these actresses, it's like BAFTAs and Oscars and like stage awards and like just, and that's, I think why it was such a big shock that Marissa Tomei won because she is like, she kind of would be like Mona Lisa Vito compared to these like higher esteemed actresses that she beat out. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy whenever a comedy can, can win. So I'm not going to, you know, again, I haven't seen any of these other movies. Uh, so there's actually a couple of movies I do want to talk about that came out in 92 that weren't mentioned. And I'm a little bit okay. shocked about the last of the Mohicans hmm. was not mentioned. Neil Day Lewis, you know, Academy Award darling doesn't get nominated here. Reservoir Dogs, very, you know, I know it's Tarantino's first, but sure. great performances in that. A couple of good movies here. I'm looking through real quick. How about, how about Aladdin? Is Aladdin, Aladdin was 92. Huh? Yeah. I thought it was 90. I thought it was 93 for some reason, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, also a league of their own. One of the, the most yeah, underrated well, yeah. movies of all time. Like Tom Hanks is and Gina Davis. They're fantastic in that movie. Yeah. How does Gina Davis not catch a supporting actress here? Or yeah. That's a, movie? that's a snub and a half. I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Batman returns. Batman returns the, the mighty I, ducks. I, honestly, I would, I would, <laughs> I would absolutely give Michelle. I, I might give Michelle Pfeiffer best supporting actress over. She's, she's, incredible in that movie oh howard's end is actually anthony hopkins okay that changes things i didn't realize he was in that <laughs> no wonder no wonder beethoven come on oh of course beethoven what are three you ninja dude three ninjas wasn't nominated i don't even know what we're doing anymore tum for best actor tum tum for best actor easily <laughs> he beats out al pacino <laughs> <laughs> like the, the kid had a Twizzler in his mouth the whole movie. Uh, he no, beat no, Pacino. Pacino wins, but he gives the same speech that Michael Caine gives a few years later. <laughs> Tum Tum. Yeah, Tum Tum. gonna be up here. We've <laughs> seen you for years and years. <laughs> You're gonna see Tum Tum in so many movies going forward. <laughs> oh my god. Tum Tum. Rocky. <laughs> Colt. 
you guys should be up here with me, Al Pacino. I will say that out of all these movies in 92, Three Ninjas has the best line in any of the movies. Is it and that Rocky is when the Emily? no no, and that's when the bad guy sits there after a phone call and just says, "Ah, I love being a bad guy," <laughs> and then la- and then laughs like an evil villain. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen. But it's the best. <laughs> I just we're just cutting to like the post Oscars like uh, you know press conferences. Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't know why Al Pacino kept calling me Tum Tum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he's not he's he's like he's not he's not blind in real life, is he? <laughs> Did someone tell him that Three Ninjas kids were all nominated for best? Actress? Three Ninjas is a documentary, as we all know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that the this is a character's name, right? <laughs> <laughs> he goes up there. He just keeps saying we're gonna see Tum Tum in so many movies. Not the actor's name, the character's name. Tum Tum. Okay. Really. He walks off stage starting a Rocky Loves Emily. (laughs) Al Pacino, he does a a shuffle. He does a shuffle as he does it. He walks up and Rocky Loves Emily. (laughs) See, I knew somehow Al Pacino would be the gold in this movie. (laughs) In this episode. Like he is every every week. The news Um. next (laughs) day. Two huge upsets at the Oscars. Marissa Tomei wins Best Supporting Actress and Tum Tum. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh my god. Al Pacino's speech baffles everyone. <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts. Uh-huh. Pacino wins, but then Kanye steps up and goes, hey, no, they, listen, you're great, but Tum Tum, you're one of the best performances of all time. Teenage Kanye West just shows up. Yeah, he's like 12. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, that is good. Snyder gets snubbed. Snyder, the villain. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So that's been our Al Pacino segment <laughs> this week. Um, I uh, yeah okay. So now, uh, Derek, what are, what are you eating with this movie? <laughs> okay, I gotta I gotta compose myself. All right, um, what are we eating with this movie? Let's see. I mean, My it's cousin, obvious, right? I think uh, is it gr- is it is it some good fucking grits? I think it's breakfast. It's got yeah, yeah breakfast. <laughs> Were these magic grits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fast cook, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, Did you say you were a fast cook? Are we the laws of physics don't apply in your kitchen? <laughs> Actually, now looking back on it, that should have made my top three. That is an amazing scene. Yeah, I, I you know what? I, I will say I don't think I've ever had grits. Not because I don't want it. I just never had the chance to. Um, maybe I should do up? that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't it's think not so. too dissimilar from Polenta. It's a little bit different, a little bit of a different texture, but kind of a similar taste. Right, right. Yeah, I guess I guess a good breakfast with grits would be would be the uh, the food. Love some grits. Grits are good if you make them right. They can be they can be bad. They can be bad if you don't make them right. I mean, if you make them, you know, if if, if you're a very fast cook. I mean, no, no respectful Southerner is gonna make gonna make instant grits. We know we know that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So now we come to the most important part of the show, and that is when we put 30 seconds on the clock, and Derek tells us why 
My Cousin Vinny is the greatest movie of all time. Derek, are you ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. My Cousin Vinny, directed by Jonathan Lynn, 1992. This is the greatest movie of all time because you get a very rare Oscar win for a comedic actor. The acting in this is tremendous. The, the, the comedy timing is tremendous. Everything about this movie is great. I have never once heard anybody say one bad thing about this movie. And that just goes to show you how good of a movie it really is. So that's why it's the greatest movie of all time. All right. So it's 26 seconds. Damn, that goes by so fast. I thought I was like 15 seconds in. <laughs> wow. Man. Absolutely. So that has been our episode on My Cousin Vinny. We've had, of course, my brother Anthony on to help us out. Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks again for having me. Loved it. Absolutely. Anytime. We're going to have to have you on for the, uh, for the season finale. If, if, if your list from last time is any, uh, any indication, you're going to be there to defend it. Yeah, Anthony, I think that you have to be there for like, the live recording. So that way we're not just like yelling at you <laughs> through, through a recording. Yeah, you'll be able to yell at me in person. You'll be yeah. able to defend yourself and be like, you know what, Derek? Fuck you. Yeah, when we're doing that, happy to be there. Yeah, (laughs) just cut for cut ahead a few months. I'm just like holding you back from your tether. It's like no, (laughs) casino is fine where it is. Uh. It's going to be an interesting uh, uh, list because I think that I think this this list equals the the first list. I think, but we we originally had a lot of different choices, me and Rick, and then we just we changed up a lot of them. So we went for a yeah. lot of bangers in a row. So it'll be interesting. I, there are I, a lot of, I'm, I'm looking for, there are a lot of movies I haven't seen yet. Sort of like a lot of people like, like I haven't seen casino. I haven't seen some of like the more like classic movies that you guys have done. So I'm looking forward to, to watching those and ranking them very low and making everyone angry. <laughs> well, I will say with casino, make sure that you have a full day of nothing going on. Okay. Cause it is a long movie. So yeah, I, I have my suspicion as what is going to be number one. But other than that, I think it's 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 going to be I think the rest of the list is just up in the air completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to uh, be different. Yeah. yeah. And I, I honestly, I think number one is going to be another one where it's not the, maybe the top of one person's list, but, but probably not the very top, of, but probably top 10 for everybody's list. Mm. But let's uh, speak of that. Let's look to the future now that we've completed the Pesci challenge. Uh, we are going to fresh off his uh, rousing Oscars exception speech where he calls out Tum Tum next week. Uh, we are, <laughs> God, that's going to be quite the episode to record. Uh, we are turning up the heat. It's Pacino. It's De Niro. It's Michael Mann. It's Val Kilmer. At, at the height of Val Kilmer. Yep. I would say. And that is, of course, heat. Then, April is superhero month. Anthony's, uh, you know, Anthony's um, uh, theory on every movie needs somebody to root for that. That will not be a problem for this month because we have got taking off superhero month, beginning superhero month, Batman begins. Then go to the beginning of the MCU. Welcoming back Michelle Forziati, Iron Man. Then Back to DC, the other heavy hitter from the DC universe. 1978, Richard Donner, Superman, Christopher Reeve. And to round out Superhero Month, we're continuing on 
with the MCU. We're skipping the Incredible Hulk. Sorry. Going to Captain America, the first Avenger. Nice. That's going to be an extremely fun month. And then get ready for May, which is sequel month. Which sequels are we going to do? We'll find out. But yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up. Thank you so much for joining us. We, of course, have had anything on the show. I have been your beloved co-host, perhaps your cousin. We have enough. Statistically, you're probably my cousin. I've been Rick Barrasso. And I have been your least favorite co-host, Derek Bag of Donuts, Boski. And these three youths want you to keep watching.